Welcome to the Muni 360 podcast from New York Life Investments. Valuable insights on all aspects related to investing in the complex and highly fragmented municipal bond market. Welcome to the Muni 360 podcast from New York Life Investments. I'm Chris Roberti with Mackay Municipal Managers. In a municipal market that is highly complex, from public policy to market technicals, we're excited to bring you another podcast focusing on current municipal themes and strategies for clients to consider. I'm excited to be joined today by Alex McLaughlin, directly from our trading desk in Los Angeles. Alex is a director and credit analyst with the team. We've been looking forward to having him on the show to share his observations. Alex, great to have you with us today. Thanks for having me, Chris. So we're going to start off by talking about the tone of the market this year. Certainly, we've seen a better tone this year than last year. Not hard to do, considering. But that said, what are your observations so far as it relates to the landscape? Yeah, thanks, Chris. The tone's definitely been better this year. Munis have seen positive, although relatively modest, total returns. That's definitely partly due to a range-bound treasury market. It's certainly been very volatile, but compared to 2022 last year when interest rates went up in a practically linear fashion, it's been more supportive of munis. And that's led to a much more favorable environment for fund flows, right? Last year, we saw over $120 billion come out of the municipal mutual funds. And this year, it's still negative, but it's much more modest at about $7 billion coming out. So that's contributed to a ratio tightening. So the outperformance of munis relative to treasuries. So yeah, there's definitely a much better tone this year compared to last year. There's, but there's still a lot of interesting opportunities out there, whether it's individual credits or different parts of the yield curve or individual sectors. Yeah, I think one observation is when you have such a tough year, there are times where the market rallies so quickly and people feel that they miss the opportunity. Not the case this year, right? There's still plenty of runway to capture opportunities. We go ahead, which brings us to our next question. And realizing that we do not make interest rate calls or duration bets in the portfolios we manage, still, and we ask this on other calls, many would ask us to assess the current rate and inflation narrative. And do we think that all of this is priced into our market right now? Yeah, the narrative in the treasury market really has shifted in the past week or so. I think the market is starting to price in a greater likelihood of that soft landing scenario. Also, expectations for more treasury issuance than expected and potential potentially less demand from foreign investors. So there's no question that inflation has moderated, although it's still probably much higher than the Fed would like it. I think it's instructive to look at what Fed funds futures markets are saying at the moment. They're leaning towards us actually being at that terminal Fed funds rate. So the consensus seems to be that we're in the ninth inning or close to the end of this hiking cycle, and we're waiting to see the impact on the real economy. So I think that against the backdrop of an uncertain rate environment, I think it's important to appreciate the power of higher income levels that we're seeing in the market today and the ability of those higher income levels to offset potential negative price impact from changes in rates within that total return equation. And that that does bring us to the next question. We touched on this a little bit just before in that there's still opportunity, right? There, the, you're, it feels better out there, but there's still opportunity. 
maybe digging a little bit deeper into that, can you share some more specific thoughts on levels, spreads, and, the, and just the general attractiveness we see using any kind of example, whatever makes sense? Sure. Yeah. So the main Bloomberg municipal bond index is up about 2% this year. The Bloomberg high yield index is up about 3.5%. We still think munis are attractive and that clients should take advantage of you know, vastly improved income levels. Fundamentals are strong and technicals are pretty strong too. I think a good example of how compelling our market is, is if you consider taxable equivalent yields. For a, a California investor in the top tax bracket, it's still relatively easy to achieve an 8% taxable equivalent yield or better in the AA rating category. I really don't think you could say that in taxable space, you really have to go down in the credit quality spectrum to be able to get there. Yeah. And when you put it in those contexts, tax equivalent yields are certainly eye-opening, and not to mention the total return potential with bond prices being lower than they were. And that all being said, maybe digging even one layer deeper, we'd love to talk a little bit more about just high-level portfolio position, right? Things we like, things we don't like within the portfolios. Sure. So we're paying really close attention to the shape of the yield curve. Right now, obviously, the treasury yield curve is inverted. Typically, the muni curve doesn't invert, even when the treasury yield curve is inverted. But what we're seeing right now is a very deep inversion of the muni yield curve, practically all the way out to 2040. So that's largely driven by SMA-type accounts who are forced to buy in that 10 or so years out part of the curve. And it's really driving ratios very tight. So we're avoiding that really tight part of the yield curve. We're also favoring large coupon structures. So we've had a lot of success during periods of weakness in the primary market, restructuring deals to get coupon structures that you don't typically see or you haven't seen for five or more years, five, 10 plus years. And those are the types of coupon structures that are going to have scarcity value when the market does improve. I'd also say that we're favoring geo and essential service type credits. We think that these are the types of credits that are going to outperform if and when the economy continues to slow down. As far as sectors, we are where we've been underweight hospitals. Fundamentals are beginning to improve in that sector, but we're still relatively cautious. There was actually an article out the other day that said that Moody's has downgraded 25 hospitals and upgraded only three year to date. So that call has paid off. So you touched on the credit landscape within healthcare just a little bit, but maybe we can talk about it in a broader way as well. Something we always talk about on prior shows and the general consensus has been that the credit fundamentals are pretty solid and actually pretty compelling. Look at the levels of our market relative to that. Given what we see today, do we still assess credit fundamentals that way? Is it still fairly stable, strong? Yeah, we do. Credit fundamentals in the muni market are still very solid outside of a couple specific sectors. And the reason why is because a lot of munis are actually set up to benefit as inflation goes up. If you think about a sales tax-backed bond or bonds backed by property taxes, obviously as the prices of houses or the prices of goods and services go up, your, in, your revenues increase in tandem with that. So because of that, muni credit is in pretty good shape right now. If you look at upgrade to downgrade ratios, in the first half of this year, it's about three to one. So upgrades are significantly outpacing downgrades. That's even better than it was last year, actually. One of the hot topics in credit right now is Fitch's downgrade of the U.S. sovereign rating. 
we're really seeing a limited impact of that in the municipal market. It, it's really limited to certain pre-refunded securities and a few housing bonds. And we're not really expecting a significant impact on the muni market from that. That's, that's great color. And I think it's really hard to, to have a podcast without talking about supply and demand. And it's such an important aspect of the muni landscape. And with that all being said, what are your thoughts on technicals, supply and demand? Yeah, so technicals have been pretty favorable this year. Right now, we're in the later part of that strong summer technical period where there are a lot of coupon and interest payments, giving investors a lot of dry powder to put to work. I touched on, I touched on demand. So muni, mutual funds have seen about $7 billion worth of outflows this year. Still outflows, but very manageable compared to what we saw last year. So that's been something of a tailwind relative to what we saw in 2022. On the supply side, we've seen about $200 billion worth of issuance so far. That's down about 15% from prior year, and that's largely due to increased interest rates. So the technical picture has been pretty favorable this year. It's been a tailwind. It's good. It's helpful. And then another question, more focus on client solutions and how investors should think about the landscape a bit. The question is really, why should investors consider actively managed funds as a replacement or a complement to passive approaches. And, and you touched on this. What are some of the recent portfolio positioning themes that illustrate that point? Yeah, good question, Chris. An active approach was really required to be able to take advantage of the increased income levels available in the market. You had to go back and reset your book yields in order to be able to achieve those adjusted rates. And we think that's going to benefit portfolios, not just this year, but two, three, even five years down the line. I think also the ability to make calls on individual sectors. I touched on our views on the hospital space. Going back to the beginning of 2022, when we turned negative on the sector, since then, the space has underperformed pretty substantially. Also, I just mentioned that in the high yield space, these are the types of markets where it's important to position yourself in the types of credits that are going to be resilient throughout economic cycles because once the weakness appears, then it's already too late and that's already it's already going to be reflected in prices. So I think it's very important to take an active approach in those high yield portfolios and fine tune your exposure to different credits and different segments of the economy. Yep. Still a market where you have to pick your spots for sure. And I just want to say thank you, Alex. It's been great to have you on the show. It's it's really good to see also that the team is still optimistic about the market this year and that we think the stage is really nicely set for those that are, that are taking an active approach. That's been, again, insightful, great conversation for our listeners. And I know I'm sure everyone will find it really helpful. Before we let you go, any parting thoughts for our audience? Yeah, we've seen good returns so far in the muni market. We don't believe that it's too late to get involved and take advantage of the better income levels we're seeing. That said, we think that an active approach is important to be able to take advantage of the different relative value opportunities we're seeing out there. There's definitely going to be no shortage of volatility, but we think that this active approach is the best way to take advantage of opportunities brought about by that volatility. Yep, absolutely. That volatility fuels that active approach for sure. And just thanks again, Alex. It was great to have you on. And that does wrap up our episode of Muni360 Podcast with New York Life Investments. I'm Chris Roberti with Mackay Municipal Managers. 
please be sure to subscribe and look out for new episodes. We really appreciate you rating the show and leaving a review so we can spread these insights to as many as possible. Thanks for listening. All investments are subject to market risk and will fluctuate in value. Municipal bond risks include the ability of the issuer to repay the obligation, the relative lack of information about certain issuers, and the possibility of future tax and legislative changes, which could affect the market for and value of municipal securities. Bonds are subject to interest rate risk and can lose principal value when interest rates rise. Bonds are also subject to credit risk, which is the possibility that the bond issuer may fail to pay interest and principal in a timely manner. Investing in below investment grade securities may carry a greater risk of non-payment of interest or principal than higher rated securities. Past performance is no guarantee of future results, which will vary. It is not possible to invest directly in an index. Diversification does not assure a profit or protect against loss in a declining market. Active management is the use of a human element, such as a single manager, co-managers, or a team of managers to actively manage a fund's portfolio. Active management strategies typically have higher fees than passive management. Credit spread reflects the difference in yield between a treasury and corporate bond of the same maturity. CPI is the consumer price index that measures the overall change in consumer prices based on a representative basket of goods and services over time. Credit quality. Percentages are based on fixed income securities held in the fund's investment portfolio and exclude any equity or convertible securities in cash or cash equivalents. Ratings apply to the underlying portfolio of debt securities held by the fund and are rated by an independent rating agency such as Standard & Poor's, Moody's, and or Fitch. If ratings are provided by the rating agencies but differ, the lower rating will be utilized. If only one rating is provided, the available rating will be utilized. Securities that are unrated by the rating agencies are reflected as such in the breakdown. Unrated securities do not necessarily indicate low quality. S&P rates borrowers on a scale from AAA to D. AAA through B represent investment grade, while B through D represent non-investment grade. This material contains the opinions of the Mackay Municipal Manager's team of Mackay Shields, LLC, but not necessarily those of Mackay Shields, LLC. The opinions expressed herein are subject to change without notice. This material is distributed for informational purposes only. Forecasts, estimates, and opinions contained herein should not be considered as investment advice or a recommendation of any particular security, strategy, or investment product. Information contained herein has been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but not guaranteed. Any forward-looking statements speak only as of the date they are made, and Mackay Shields assumes no duty and does not undertake to update forward-looking statements. The strategies discussed are strictly for illustrative and educational purposes and are not a recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any securities or to adopt any investment strategy. There is no guarantee that any strategies discussed will be effective. Neither New York Life Insurance Company nor its affiliates or representatives provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Please contact your own professionals. Makai Municipal Managers is a team of portfolio managers at Makai Shields. Makai Shields is 100% owned by NYLIM Holdings which is wholly owned by New York Life Insurance Company. Not all products and services provided by Makai Shields may be available to all investors, limited by applicable laws and regulations in certain jurisdictions. No part of this material may be reproduced in any form or referred to in any other publication without the express written permission of Makai Shields. New York Life Investments is both a service mark and the common trade name of certain investment advisors affiliated with New York Life Insurance Company. Securities distributed by New York Life Distributors, LLC. 30 Hudson Street, Jersey City, New Jersey, 07302.